This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. In this world there's a whole lot of trouble, baby. In this world there's a whole lot of pain. In this world there's a whole lot of trouble, but a whole lot of ground to gain. Why take when you could be giving? Oh, I watch as the world goes by It's a hard enough life to be living Why walk when you can fly? Kiora, Talofa, Nihau Greetings, welcome Welcome to Quiet Minds Mental Health Radio Plains FM 96.9 Welcome listeners, my name is Debbie May and today in the studio I'm chatting with B. B's a new worker for MAPS, Mental Health Advocacy and Peer Support. So welcome to the studio B. Thank you for having me Debbie. You're welcome. So I know that you're fairly new in your role. Mm-hmm. How long have yeah. you been doing it? I have been in this role for three months. Wow. Yes. So how did you, what led you to applying for a job at MAPS? Yeah, funny story. Um, I had, I was working in health and safety, completely, totally different career, wasn't feeling fulfilled, had my journey and I was like, right, where do I start? I want to, I want to help people and I want to work in mental health. So I picked up the phone, well no, I googled, I googled whatever it was and MAPS came up and, and I thought, right, I'll start there. So I gave them a call and I said, um, and I spoke to this lovely lady, and I said, I want to work in mental health, and I and I don't know where to start. Right. Where do I start? And she said to me, it would be good for you to do the health and well-being course at ARA, the, the level four cert. Um, that's a good place to start. So I thought, right, well, that's where I'm heading. So I did. I, I made contact with ARA Institute, and, um, and they said to me, that's great. We've got um, so there's there's one course that starts in July. That one is full, so we can put you into February. Right now, it was June when I had this conversation, and I said, and I was thinking, no, no, I want to. I know it was my calling. <laughs> I know I need to be on that July course because wow. I can't wait right until February. I need to be on that one. And they said, okay, just so you know, the the class is full. We've already sent out the applications to those who have made it onto made it into the course. Then there's a wait list, right? And then there's you. Oh, <laughs> so they said it'll have to be a miracle for you to make it onto this course wow. for the July intake. So I filled up my application and took my passport down and I went down I physically handed it handed in my application and I said this is for the July intake and the lady looked at me and she said she's like well it's not going to happen and I said yes it will and I sat there and I I, because I knew I knew I was meant to be on that course and I just I just sat there and I it was it felt weird out of character for me it's not my style but yeah I did and um and then um I got a call three days beforehand to say that um, there was a spot for me on the course and I was completely blown away. Oh, my goodness. You really manifested that well. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so I did the course and it was for a year and it was wrapping up and I think it was a couple of weeks out from the course ending and um, I thought, well, I better better look for some work. 
And I came across this role at MAPS as a peer advocate. And I thought, this has done a full circle. So I applied. I got the job. That's really amazing. That you knew and you were going to do that course in July come hell or high water. And that even to the point of that you knowing and wanting to find out what to Mm. do is Pretty amazing, really. So what what in your journey led you to coming to full circle, to work, wanting to work in mental health? Well, um, part of it's from my um, my own personal experience with depression. Yeah, I mean, it's been it is quite a bit of a journey in how I got to that point. But I think one part of that, my, my journey with depression, is I went through through a, a period of a couple of years where I was doing therapy. And mm-hmm. during that time, I was my mum was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Right. And she lived in Auckland and I was here in Christchurch. And so I went and um, I left my young family and went and lived with mum, not right. knowing how much time I had with her. Mm-hmm. And so during the therapy and time with mum, they it just really worked beautifully together because I got to do, you know, practice some of the things that I needed to help me in my recovery because a lot of it did relate to my mum. Right. And so I got a lot of healing and closure out of that before she passed. During that time, I was, you know, I was with her in, you know, while she was going through chemo and, and she was in and out of hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was her advocate. Mm-hmm. And I was... It's a big journey, isn't it? Oh, Yeah. Being, you know, sitting beside mum and mum not, mum's never really been one to speak up or anything. And throughout mum, throughout my life, I've always, as as far as I remember, I've always been filling out forms for mum or understanding what's happening with her bank or Mm. mortgage or, you know, things like that. And, and so, yeah, I, I have been doing advocacy Mm -hmm. unknowingly, like up until this point, so that when I got into this role, you know, when this role came up, I was thinking it was so perfect because mum had passed. My advocacy for mum had just stopped abruptly. Right. And I felt something huge was missing because okay. I really enjoyed helping right. mum and being like that translator. You know, you get to the hospital, they use all these big terms. And I was, I had the voice to say, sorry, no, what did you mean by that? Yes. yes. And Whereas mum would be like, I'm fine, you know, yep. it's okay. And, and I'm like, come no, no. out and not know what, yeah. Exactly. And oh. so, yeah, I was kind of doing that role. And then when it stopped and and I just felt this gap of, wow. yeah, emptiness with the, I mean, in terms of the advocacy. Mm. And then this role came up mm. and it was just, yeah, it was meant to Perfect. be. So how long did you support your mum in that process? Two years. That's a long time. I lived it? in Auckland for a year of that time right. and then I had to come home because it had gotten too, too long much. and yeah. too too much and we did go into lockdown over that period. Right. Yeah, so it was a it was a massive uh, stint. It was huge. It was taxing physically, emotionally. Um, my husband held the fort in, in Christchurch. He was absolutely amazing. 
And, you know, he played solo dad for right. for a long period of time. Mm. But, yes, it was, a, it, was a, it was a huge, huge sacrifice. But I tell you what, it, it has... It has been a part of my healing and and journey and what's brought me here today. Yeah. And quite a privilege, isn't it, to walk alongside someone who oh. you love who's dying. Yeah, absolute honour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you came back to Christchurch and you <laughs> blew them all away at Ara <laughs> by telling them you're going to be on the July course come hell yep. or high water <laughs> and you got there. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So what was the – and then your job came up at MAPS. Yes. So you applied. Yes. And so what's the journey been like since then? It has been – yeah, it's been amazing. I've learnt I've learnt so much in such a short space of time. I work with, you know, many, like, beautiful people. I love – Connecting with um, our peers that we were, we journey alongside, and just I guess the thing that gets me is when you're having conversations with with your peers and hearing if you just sit and listen to them, you can you can you can hear what they want. Mm. You, you know what you can you you hear you, you hear them. Mm. You, you they want. You know, it might be that they want to change GPs or, you know, they might need help with something with winds. And it's just, it can be such a simple request and yet they haven't been heard. And I think being frontline and hearing these stories, you just, I, yeah, really pulls at my heartstrings that it's a di- it's difficult for them to get, to communicate that and get that across. And so I think that the, the peer advocate role is, is hugely important. Mm. Um, in in helping them, you know, mm. get and their I voices think heard. to a lot of um, people who had come to maps or use peer support services are are really desperate at that time. Mm. You know, they they've if they've been in the system, the wind system, or the health system for a long time, and you know, then it can be really hard to get your voice heard. Mm. That's and, right, and to even want to fight a system mm. for what yes. you should be entitled to anyway. That's right. You and know? at that point, they feel defeated. Mm. It's like, well, I, I, you know, I, I, I've come here. I've, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. Yeah. I don't want to go and face that organisation anymore because yeah. it's just too tiring yeah. and it's always defeating. And even though I know that I should be able to get whatever I'm asking for, mm. And usually, uh, I guess I'm surmising here, but would you say there isn't anything outrageous? It's not like they're asking for miracles or, you know, amazing amounts of money or yeah. wanting stuff to just make their life a bit easier? Yeah, there are there are things that are quick, easy fixes or quite simple requests. And then there are some that... Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's the medical professional that makes the decision, and it's you know it's out of and our control. Mm. We can't do anything with that, and and so it's just sitting in the discomfort with them. And yeah. you know, sometimes it's just for them, it's like hearing just someone hearing them out and validating their position, just reaching out and saying, "Hey, do you know what? What you've gone through is." It's it incredibly hard and it sucks, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, just uh, acknowledging yeah, what the journey sucks. that they've, yeah. they've yeah, been and, on. And that goes back to what you're saying about being listened to, doesn't it? It's like actually 
yes, somebody does say it sucks mm. and doesn't say, well, that's just the rules or that's you can't change it, you've just got to yeah. accept it or, yeah. you know, um, which is really hard to do if you not listen to. Yeah. So can you tell me about who who MAPS is for, you know, who can come to MAPS? Well, anyone can really um, come to MAPS. Uh, we tend to work with those that battle with mental health and it's just, yeah, giving giving them a voice to get their point across or for them to be heard and um, and they with intentional peer support, the model that they that they use is just such a beautiful way of communicating, and it gives you it creates a platform and a safe space to have these conversations that you know sometimes you get to a point with a peer that you you know you you trust each other right and then it's a safe space for you to to then deliver you know bad news if it is yeah. or um and yeah doing it in a way that um or, or just giving them some hints of possibilities that they may have never thought considered. of or considered yeah mm. and just i yeah i don't know i i've it's, it's the way it's designed and the way it's carried out. I feel like the world needs <laughs> everyone needs <laughs> intentional peer support <laughs> in their lives. Is there a cost of the service? No, it's a free service. Yeah, anyone can um, can access the service. It's free. Is there an age limit? I believe it's over seventeen years old. Right. Yeah. I think they have a youth group. Yes, they have. Again, I'm really, I'm really you on the spot. I do, I do think they, um, <laughs> listeners. That, but you could find that out, listeners, by contacting Matt at the end of this interview. I'll get B to give the phone number and how they um, can contact Maps. How do they contact Ma- Maps? Like, do they have a drop in? Yeah, so um, we have the processes. We have a first steps, which is um, you can drop in at any time between, I believe it's between 10 and 4. And yeah, so you, yeah, you can drop in at any time and someone will meet with you and hear your story, hear what's brought you in. And then they'll give you an overview of the services that we provide. And then a, a referral will go through to the service that would be appropriate for whatever the needs are. The person might come in off the street just on their own volition, yeah. or can they get referred? Do they need to be referred? So the first, the first step is called our first step, which is you you come in and you meet with someone, and you don't need to make an appointment. You can drop in, you can call and make an appointment if you wish. We are open to having you know anyone walk in and come in as you are and can they bring a support person absolutely they can have a support person with them for your experience of of being in this role for three months because Mm. it's still really new and i'm sure you're (laughs) trying to find your way around many yeah what would you say is the highlight for you definitely the connection with people and it's the you know it's really when you sit and listen to their stories and you acknowledge the journey and mm. there is so much that comes, there's so much that I get out of that when you see them, you know, they might come in quite defensive because they've been um, hurt mm-hmm. 
from other services and so they come in and they they you know they they can be either aggressive or yeah. um and when you yeah when you sit and listen and acknowledge their journey and just say hey you know that what you've gone through is is has been hard yeah um they just soften their gaze or their look and you know that even if they just heard like that someone that one person cares that for me is I, f- I find that rewarding. I, I would imagine that that's, that's the, the key, isn't it? Because, um, you know, if someone's coming, then they're coming with, like you said, there could be some fairly easy solutions to mm. whatever the problem, but often it'd be a really, like, entrenched or challenging situation that they've been batting their head against for a while and especially if it's in the medical field or our lovely government departments that we can't do without, but yeah. it can also be a hindrance in themselves. Yes. I mean, on the one hand, we, we I'm always having to remind myself to be grateful that we have a government department that mm. will support people with benefits and support people on their journeys, mm. but also the mechanisms are not always friendly for the users and not always non-discriminatory in in a lot of um, situations. So it's really good to have a neutral place. I mean, I have been on the receiving end of, um, so for example, my mum had to, she was going in to get the diagnosis and so she bought, mum being Pacific Islander, you know, we we roll in with an entourage. <laughs> <laughs> you roll with your team. Yeah, we roll with our team, and so we rock up into this place. And yeah, Mum had we had uh, maybe fifteen people with us, and so we were about to go into this room, and we all stood up. And one of the one of the people there that was ushering us in had said, "She said, oh no, no, just two people." Oh, really? Yeah. What and did you so, do? Well, this is the thing. I didn't do anything. I I just accepted that that was a rule and we had to respect that. And whether right. it was to do with health and safety in terms of the room size, you know, I, I, I respected it. And it wasn't until we got in there and I was talking to mum and the doctors came in and I just said, and mum was like, oh, you know, I can't believe they couldn't come in. The doctor said, no, no, they can come in. Are they your support oh, people? Wow. They can definitely come in. And so, that yeah, the whole whānau oh, got wow. to come in and sit in. And it was at, in that moment I realised you can actually speak up. If You can challenge it. Yeah, you can challenge, challenge the system. Yeah. If they say no, you can challenge it. That's, um, that's quite amazing, isn't it? Like whoever that person was that said no you can't yeah can only have two people Mm. and yet the doctor's like yeah yeah because he would have the holistic view of looking about what supports your mum's well-being on all levels Mm. and so that would be a good indicator for you and the role that you're doing now to think about yes when you go and support people and what that's actually like because there is a I mean, I supported someone yesterday to get a Kiwi Access card and where we went, you were only allowed eight people in the whole building and we were in and we were in line Mm. and I was with my nephew who has um, schizophrenia Mm. and so I'm standing behind and the woman came home and said, oh, would you mind waiting outside because we were only allowed eight in the building and I said, no, I need to be here to support him while we do this process. Yes, 
you know, another day I would have gone, oh, yeah, that's fine. Because yeah. I would have done the the right thing. And, yes. you know, it's like you've got to do what you're told. And, yes. You know, but I thought, yeah, so it is very interesting when when you advocate for someone how you your experiences shape what you can do and what you can say. That's right. And without that experience, I wouldn't have... I, w- I wouldn't have known, really. Um, but I think, yeah, what I got from that moment was that I can challenge the system and um, and get a reason for mm. why not. Mm. We're um, run out of time. If you'd just like to give the details of MAPS, how they can contact MAPS, uh, um, if anyone wants to. Yeah, sure. What the phone number is. Yeah, so um, the phone number is 03366. Eight two eight eight. Um, I'll repeat that number again: oh three three six six eight two eight eight. Or they could um, they can visit our website on uh, nz. PQB, it's been a really interesting chat, and I'm I'm just amazed at, at your determination that this what you knew that this was what you wanted to do and universe opened up and provided a way mm. <laughs> so thank you for coming in to chat with us today thank you for and having me i wish you all the best in your role thank this you. is debbie may signing off on behalf of quiet minds mental health radio in this world there's a whole lot of sorrow in this world there's a whole lot of shame in this world there's a whole lot of sorrow and a whole lot of ground to gain when you spend your whole life wishing wanting and wondering why Long enough life to be living Why walk when you can fly? You can download this and other Quiet Minds programs by going to plainsfm.org.nz and clicking on podcasts. This show repeats on Wednesdays at 10.30am. Thanks for listening. In this world there's a whole lot of gold In this world there's a whole lot of blame In this world you've a soul for a compass And a heart for a pair of wings There's a star on the far horizon Rising bright in an azure sky For the rest of the time that you're given Why walk when you can fly?